I'm excited to actually see Matt Nagy's offense. And I know that that sounds weird because he's been here for literally three or four years now, fourth year going in the season. Uh, but that's the truth. I mean, we have not seen Matt Nagy run his offense to the, you know, everything he wants to do because it just has not been a possibility because Trubisky couldn't run it. And then Nick, Nick Foles couldn't run it. And before that, you know, I mean, you had 2018 where the, you know, where they were doing well, but that was also his first year. So nobody had seen his offense. And even though it was limited because Trubisky was there and Trubisky was the quarterback and the dude just does not know how to read a defense or make reads on, uh, you know, passing plays. Um, now you actually get to see him potentially run it with a guy uh, in Andy Dalton who knows the system, you know, at least somewhat well or played a similar system. Um, and then is also capable of running offenses. Like nobody has ever said that Andy Dalton's dumb or that he's not going to be able to pick up the new offense. So I think he can actually open up the entire playbook with him as well as with Justin Fields, because Justin Fields is, you know, his guy. He actually scouted him. This is who he wanted. He got his guy and Justin. It seems, you know, Justin had the, you know, kind of black quarterback uh, stereotype that, you know, oh, he couldn't get through reads, which was just complete crap. Um, and, you know, it's just stupid. And, uh, you know, he can read defenses and he did it at a high level and was very accurate and very good in college. So I expect that the playbook is wide open and it's going to be exciting to actually see his offense run fully with a lot of weapons and Damian Williams, who knows the offense from Kansas city, um, Tariq Cohen, who's back Dave Montgomery, who's now, you know, if his speed is actually improved Dave Montgomery, that's literally the only problem that he had was his home run speed. Uh, then getting wide receivers, Alan Robinson, Darnell Mooney in his second year. Let's see if he makes a jump. Uh, maybe Anthony Miller will finally come back to being front, you know, rookie Anthony Miller, uh, all those things, Cole Komet making a jump in his career. Plus this offense opening up, it's going to be a very exciting year for the Bears, potentially, if Justin Fields works out. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before, and it's not anything new, but like receivers were getting open. Um, Trubisky, for the most part, couldn't hit them. So I like I want to believe, and this is like totally just sipping the Kool-Aid, but like I want to believe that with a quarterback that can execute it, that those receivers are going to be hit. They're going to be first downs are going to be converted, points scored, all that stuff. I mean, I've seen too much tape of just seeing people basically wide open and just not get hit or down the field and just overthrown. So, I mean, clearly, if you're creating those uh, creating those um, openings and everything, the system does have merit and it does work. But again, you're going to get crucified if there if it doesn't actually translate to, produ um, to production itself. And that's what people at the end of the day are going to look at. Unless you actually follow the team and are analyzing things, you're just going to look at the box score. Box score wasn't great. Never has been the past three or three years. Oh, God, so, it's been terrible. Yeah, so I just I, I, I do want to sip the Kool-Aid and hope that because this system has seemed to have worked, it just needs somebody else to execute it that we're still going to be in good shape. And the number one thing about Matt Nagy is that he could have lost and should have lost, like absolutely should have lost locker room a couple of times in the past year. He never did. So there's a lot of merit to go off of that. That's more of the intangibles as opposed to the actual head coaching um, itself. And, you know, the route concepts, everything else, executing the offense. But 
Um, it can't be overlooked. It is a really big thing. And you got to give him credit for that. So I just really wanted to be able to put that together and have both sides of the coin here. And I, I, I hope he does. I don't know. He, I, you want to like him for sure. So we will, Listen, we will see this year. I am fully drinking the Kool-Aid here. And I'm going to say that I don't think that we have seen the best of Managi. And the reason why is because I think the last three years, he's dealt with a quarterback who, when he gets into you know, the second quarter and he looks at Trubisky and goes, what are you seeing? And Trubisky goes, a receiver, not open. And Manicky goes, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let me go talk to Bill Lazor about whatever you just said. Like that's hopefully now we're actually going to see somebody run his offense well. And I, listen, I wish Trubisky the best success. I mean, he's yeah, a great guy the whole time he was here. Yeah, he was a good, congratulations to him getting married. He's a good guy and everything. Wish him the best success. The man could not read a defense. The man could not stop making mistakes that a rookie would make in his fourth year. So I to finally have a quarterback that will be able to execute well. And again, we're banking on a rookie quarterback. So we have no idea. He literally has not taken a snap in the NFL. We don't know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is if he works out well, I think you're going to see Manegi reach his full potential as a head coach because you're going to see either a his offense is going to work uh because he has a quarterback that's competent and can run it or b his offense doesn't work but if his offense works you're going to see okay like you said he's kept the locker room together these last four years uh players respect him he you know does everything else well that's what everybody's always said about him is that literally everything else about him as a as a head coach has been great i mean like you know getting people motivated all of the like the bears have always been in games it doesn't matter if like we're watching trubisky throw the third interception of the game to a receiver that or to a cornerback that was standing there staring at him going hey i'm gonna intercept this ball and then he threw it to him like that's as yeah. we're watching those games somehow the bears are still in games and still playing hard and still driving um, you know, obviously you saw the defense start to go like, all right, listen, we're not going to literally carry you guys on our backs for three years straight. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> other than that, there's a lot of other things you like the way that he handles the game, the way that he's handled, you know, like even timeouts and things like that, little things like that. I think he's done that a lot better than people give him credit for. Uh, and we've seen it game to game and that's why you see opportunities in game winning field goals and, you know, uh, drives where they were set up where you know we could have won the game if we you know if the drive was successful or if we were able to hold off the team things like that but to have a competent quarterback run that full offense that he wants to run if it's successful means that Matt Nagy is an actual great like a good coach in the NFL because he does everything well it's just we haven't seen his offense actually be run to its full potential because we haven't had a quarterback that can do that yeah again this is all banking on if Justin Fields can do that. And if Matt Nagy can actually like his offense is actually worth something, but you know, we're also talking about how the guy took over his offensive coordinator for one year and Alex Smith had his career year. So, I mean, there's a lot to say there. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was definitely times during the year where we were just like, what are you doing with these? Like, again, there's always the meme about like, okay, you need like five yards or whatever. Sounds like a screen off to the right for two yards. Like that did happen. Um, I, again, like an abusive relationship, I'm just going to completely wipe my memory and pretend it's not going to happen again. 
because yeah, but the th- thing is, there's is, a lot of parts of that. But yeah. the thing is, is like things like that and situations like that, that might also play a factor in that he doesn't trust his quarterback to make the throws or run the plays that he wants to run in that situation because he goes, listen, I have Trubisky to work with. What am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, no. And that's, so that's, I mean, that's exactly where I'm going with it, too, is that like I, there was a lot playing into those decisions. That was definitely one of them. And yeah, when we're thinking like, no, for sure, like you can hit it, definitely ride with Trubisky at that point, And we're still in faith. He's been up and close with them for three years at that point, and those are the decisions he's making. So, in context, things look a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more clear about why he made some of those odd decisions at the time. And yeah, it's probably that. It probably literally is just the fact that he didn't trust him, and you know, a bunch of other things. Offensive line injuries. There's a lot of things going into it. But boy, it was well, frustrating to watch. And here's another thing that I just thought about too: is is how many times did you watch a Bears game? And you had to hear that the scripted plays at the beginning of the game ran well and the rest of the game was bad. And you know why? It's because the scripted plays were him actually running his offense where Trubisky could run it because Trubisky literally was like, hey, you're running this play next. And Trubisky was like, "Okay, coach. Didn't have to think (laughs) about it. Just did it. Yeah. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to process. He didn't have to, like, you know, actually make decisions. And that's why those scripted plays work so well. And that's why if you watch the beginning of every Bears game, it's always impressive. That's Matt Nagy's offense. And that's what I'm talking about is that's what I'm excited for, because that to me feels like what Matt Matt Nagy's offense could be the entire game if he had a quarterback that he was confident in enough to run that offense the entire game. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. I did did kind of forget about that as well. And I never really put too many comparisons to like a Jared Goff because that's like the first one that comes to my mind of just like okay you know as long as coach is saying it I could do it and it executes well but beyond that and you know the mic's turned off and the the QB's helmet and everything then I start having to think for myself and it doesn't go so great but it's kind of funny because yeah you saw the scripted plays and everything and Trubisky basically being a vessel for the offense of not having to use his brain but like athletically still be a really good quarterback that's kind of uh <laughs> that's a good that's a good point i forgot about that it's funny to and think about just, it that way and then there's just so many other things like you know the fact that Allen robinson has a ridiculous uh uh catch percentage when he's double teamed like who's throwing him those double team passes the entire time oh yeah it's trubisky going i'm just gonna throw it up to Allen. like that's like yeah. you know like the offense could be run so much better if a quarterback was competent enough to read, you know, the defense and know what's happening and not get fooled over and over again. You know, that throw against the Packers, I've referenced this. We talked about this when you were here, Uh, that throw where Adrian Amos was like, yeah, I I knew the formation had happened three times before they ran this play three times before I knew he was going to Allen Robinson. L you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, if that play was called are not making the exact same throw on the third play of the game in an important moment, they're not making that throw. They're changing it up. They're throwing it to a different receiver because they understand that, Hey, the defense knows that I've gone to this guy multiple times. Let me go to a guy that they're not going to expect. And then that's when the play happens. And that's why you see those two guys be a lot more successful than everybody else in the NFL. And that's what we haven't seen out of any quarterback here in literally since even color. Yeah. Yeah. So no, and then on top of that, we also want to see um just like just the last thing to touch on coaching. Um obviously lots of things riding on Sean Desai. Um yep. heard nothing but good things, but don't 
I mean, you're, it's one of those things you're not really going to notice until we see it during the season. So, like we said, well, the good, there's a lot. Yeah, well, and the good news, too, with uh, Sean Desai is, is that he is a guy who learned a lot under um, Vic Vangio, yep. which Vic Vangio's style of defense was, in my opinion, much more suitable for this defense that we had than uh, uh, Chuck Pagano's last year. And, yeah. you know, we can say things about Chuck Pagano being on the out and everything like that. Chuck Pagano is a good coach. I just don't think his defense was... I don't think his defense was suitable for the, the personnel that we had. So I think Sean Desai will be better in that department. And I think the defense will be better in that department. And from what I've heard, he's a very detail oriented guy. He pays attention to everything. He knows everything that's happening and he knows the defense in and out, which is great because having a guy that's going to take command like that with a bunch of veterans is important. And the other thing too, is, is I've heard too before when he did get the job, people were like, yeah, Sean Desai is going to get a job in the future. So it's good that the bears gave him the opportunity instead of him leaving, which is, you know, sometimes that happens to teams. So I hope that's the case. And I do feel optimistic about that as well. Yeah. And I don't know if you could touch on this, but from my very brief, um, read readings and, um, basically on defensive formations and everything that Vic Fangio did differently than Chuck Pagano was, Chuck Pagano used little, maybe if any, like any sort of stunts, anything that was hidden, anything that was like obscuring what was actually yeah. happening in the play. And I think even quarterbacks throughout the season, uh, last season, the season before, touched on the fact that they had seen what was going to happen. And it was very, basically it came all down to like predictability. Vic Fangio had a lot of things that were hidden, things that were actually going to surprise offenses and change them up and force them to worry. Whereas you walk out on the field and I think of this, I literally think Aaron Rodgers brought this up, was that they saw the play, they saw exactly what was going to happen, and it did happen over and over and over again. There was nothing changed up or adapted to. It was just, oh, we've seen this play before. Now we know exactly how to counter it. And from what I understand from Fangio is that that was one of his biggest things. That's one of like basically the lifeblood of his defense that hopefully Desai is going to be taking off of and using and everything. But... Um, having those things to think about, changing things up, not just being able to walk out in the field and be like, okay, this is the play, and adapt to it. Yeah, looking at uh, Vic Fangio, um, Flores down in uh, Miami, um, defensive coordinator, I can't, his name's escaping me, but for the Bucks, um, what they do well is they hide coverages and Todd they Bulls. hide, <clears throat> Todd, yeah, Bulls. They hide basic schemes in what looks like intricate covers or intricate stunts or you know but they boil down what it boils down to i mean you know there's 10 different ways you can hide a cover two but it's still a cover two but the problem is, is you don't want the the offense you don't want tom brady to identify that it's a cover two defense because then he knows how to beat it uh so what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to hide it with all these different you know coverages and stunts and um you know, uh, fakes and, you know, you bring a safety up and it looks like a different coverage or it looks like a cover one, but it's really a cover two because he's going to drop back into that low safety um, position. So there's, you know, that's just one example of how coverages will change and be disguised throughout a game that allow you to still run basic coverages, but run them in a way where the def the offense isn't going to pick up on them instantly. Um, and the offense, you're basically forcing the quarterback to rely in real time or uh, react in real time to what he's seeing on the field rather than what he's seeing pre-snap, which is a very different thing. Because pre-snap, a lot of quarterbacks can set a play up to be perfect, but then 
you know, the coverage clicks into place and the disguise comes off and, you know, then the quarterback has to react to what they're seeing live uh, and make the right throw and right decision. And that's when quarterbacks that aren't, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen's, the Tom Brady's, those are when those quarterbacks will, you know, show their colors and, you know, won't be able to, uh, you know, react or to uh, change their play. Uh, so that's, you know, Chuck Pagano's defense, though, was a lot more basic with bringing more basic blitzes in. So he blitzed more than Vic Vangier did. Um, if I remember, did he blitz more or was he less of a blitzer? Um, I think he was less of a blitzer, actually. I think I'm getting mixed up with the. Yeah, he was less of a blitzer. But either way, he ran a lot more basic coverages that really didn't try to disguise or hide anything. It was like a, you know, here's our personnel that we're bringing out yeah, we're running cover to try to stop it kind of thing. And the problem is, is that when your defense is tired and you already don't have your nose tackle and, you know, uh, Eddie Gold or Eddie Jackson's not playing up to what he was before. And part of that is because Eddie Jackson, especially with HaHa Clinton Dix there, um, was trying to play more strong safety than free safety. And then you saw it with Tayshaw Gibson, where he was able to kind of slide back into his free safety role, but it still wasn't there. And partly, again, that's because of the way Vic Fangio allowed him to play, um, was a lot more aggressive and a lot more taking chances, and that's where Eddie Jackson excels. So that's what you're going to see out of this new defense with Sean Desai is, is disguising a lot more coverages. You're going to have um, blitzes that aren't going to be so straightforward where the quarterback can identify the blitzer immediately. Um, and that's going to allow guys like Eddie Jackson to take advantage of a play where a quarterback is surprised by the coverage when the play actually starts and then makes an errant throw or decision. And then Eddie Jackson's able to jump a route or, you know, um, make something happen. That's the type of thing that you're going to see. You know, or a quarterback panics and a Khalil Mack's able to get to him, or Akeem Hicks is able to get to him, or hopefully Robert Quinn's able to get to him for God's sake. On one um, leg. You know, yeah, and there's a lot to unpack there with that. But either way, the point is, is that's what you're hoping to see out of the side. You're hoping to see him establish more of a complex appearance of a defense that has a very strong base to it where players understand where their roles are but also how to disguise those roles so that way quarterbacks don't have such an easy pre-snap read on what's about to, you know, what's about to play out in front of them. Yeah. No, oh, that was good. Thank you. That was, that was a good coverage of the differences. Yeah. 